It's crunch time here, and who better to talk to than our guy Chris Bazio? What's up, Boz? Not too much. How you doing, TC? I'm good, man. What do you know, man? What's happening there? Just watching how these races are going to pan out. Woo! All right, man. Let's. I don't know what I'm doing here, man, with this AL West. I mean, we saw it was Texas's division for the most part of the summer. Astros put on this this great run uh, in July and August. Texas falters, uh, you know, here in September, and now all of a sudden the Astros lose six out of seven games to the A's and the Royals, or five out of six, or whatever that was, at home. And now the Astros are playing catch up. Astros are playing the Mariners in this three game set. Astros won Game One on Monday night. Mariners got him last night, game two. Uh, and meanwhile, they're looking at a deficit with the Texas Rangers at two and a half. Boz, you said it just like I did going back a month or so ago, saying, nah, Astros got this division. Now what are you thinking? I can't believe they played like that at home. And the whole reason I I thought Houston was going to have the advantage was because of their schedule. And it just goes to show you you know, anything can happen. And it just, again, it feels like one of those years that anybody could win this thing. I, you know, we, we don't know what's happening in the, the American League or the National League. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to the last game of the season. And you know what? It should, because I, I can tell you this from experience being the pitching coach with Chicago, it doesn't matter who you're playing every night, you're going to have a dog fight because nobody wants more than to knock you guys out of a race. That, that puts a little, I think a uh, little pep in your step. If you're having a rough season, Kansas city played their butts off against Houston. And so did Oakland. Yeah. And it just goes to show you, they're not Oakland's lost. What? TC 118 games. <laughs> I know. I know, and they play like and they play like that, and it it just goes to show you all these guys got hard, and anybody can win at any time. So, flip a coin, TC. I don't know if I had to pick one team right now. We talked about it earlier. The team the team that really scares the hell out of me is Philadelphia. Yeah, because now they're in it. They're going to get in again, and their pitching's starting to roll, and the that offense that offense is starting to heat up. You know, and we saw what they did last year, but I don't know. Hell, it might be Arizona. I don't know. It is crazy, man. So let me ask you, speaking of which, okay, like you talked about, okay, Philly's in now, dangerous team. Do you subscribe to that theory of, okay, just get in because, you know, once you get in, anything can happen? Because, you know, on the, on the flip side of that, you, everyone talks about, momentum all right you want to ride into the postseason having this mojo going on nice maybe not necessarily a long winning streak but just playing good baseball so how how do you feel about these teams that are scuffling right now if they get in can they just wipe wipe away the way the end of the regular season happened or how is that you've lived this firsthand man it usually plays out the way it's playing out right now Anybody can win at any time. You know, when when we're, we were rolling, we were rolling. I, I had no doubt 
I mean, even on 2015 when we we went into Pittsburgh with a a young Jake Arietta and shut him out and knocked him out of the playoffs in the wild card round. Pittsburgh had a good team that year. We had no business beating them. None. And then the Mets, who we went nine and zero against, sweep us and knock us out of the playoffs. So again, it just feels like one of those years, TC. Amen. And yeah, momentum has a lot to do with it. But who has it right now? Who who has the momentum? I don't know. I don't know who's got that right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess if anybody you would say Texas, but then they get blasted by the Angels last night. You know, they were down nine to one most of that game, and the final was nine to three. They'd won seven in a row before that. But again, we've seen all three of these teams just get really streaky. You know, for the good and the bad. And we're talking about Houston and Texas and Seattle here. I don't know. Uh, let me ask you this, boss. How do you feel about the three wild cards? I mean, are you a proponent of that or not? No, I don't like it. I Look, the, the way the playoffs were set up before, I think, were outstanding because it challenged the pitching staffs on every team that gets in the playoffs. Now with the, the expanded off days and the, and the extra team, you know, yeah, you, you might be letting another team in, but it, I, I just think it's taken away from, I, I think, the integrity of the game and the challenge of the game within your team. If you have more time to prepare, then some of the better teams are going to be better off. The less time, like it used to be, a bloop, a bloop and a blast can can sink you and knock you out of a series. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen too much now because normally the, the better teams will win or win because there's longer series. You go back to the AL West and what a difference this is going to make for either Texas or Houston. As we sit here right now, going to tonight's play, the Astros have one less game. They got four remaining, and Texas has five. But they have a two and a half game lead. So basically, if you're Dusty Baker, you're saying, you know, guys, we got we got to win out here, plain and simple. Because think about this, Boz. The winner of that division is going to get the number two seed, and the loser is going to get the sixth seed, and that's a big difference. I mean, the Astros. You know, again, and if the Astros lose to Seattle, they could they could be out altogether here because that would mean Seattle would pick up two games in the last two days on the Astros, and they could sneak in there. I mean, it, it's crazy the way you know the seedings go because obviously the division champions are going to have you know the one, two, and three seeds here. So, I mean, wow, that's crazy. Two two versus six, and this thing could end basically. They could be tied where the Astros would have the the tiebreaker. Or lose by one game. Look for the tie. It just feels like one of those years, TC. It does, yeah. You know, I mean, I I think that's a great call. It it, it just it just seems like the way this thing's going to play out. You know, and then the, somebody who will, they're going to win the tiebreaker, and somebody's going to win out, somebody's going to lose out. But you know, I don't know. I I tried to I tried to look at the schedule and be that prognosticator. That's why you can take that. You can throw it out the window. Mm-hmm. You know, every every night, you know, you you got no name pitchers going six and seven innings. You know, against guys that have been there before. 
And that's the thing that's unbelievable about Texas is the guys that they've lost, they just, they're, they're going out there with a bunch of guys that they haven't been there before. These, these kids haven't been in the postseason. And the guys that they had, they gave $50, $60 million a year to. You know, DeGrom and Scherzer are nowhere to be seen. It's amazing that they're doing it, but they, they got a heck of an offense. And uh, I love Boach, you know, and I and I I know he's just he's loving it being back in it. I just don't know. I don't know who's going to win this thing. I really don't. I, again, I would pick the longest shot on the board and put my money on that one because I just feel like it's one of those years. Chris Bosio joins us talking a little Major League Baseball pennant races here. When you look at um, the National League, I can guarantee you here, I'm, I'm going to look at my crystal ball and can say that uh, of all the series, you would be locked in to this potential 3-6 matchup of the NL of the Cubs and the Brew Crew. Come on, man. How much are you looking forward to this? I, I want to see them play six straight games against each other at the end of the year. I, I can honestly tell you, you know, Cubs Cardinals series, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Cubs Brewers, another level. Another level. Especially when they get up in uh, County Stadium, Miller Park, whatever, American Family Field. I don't know what they're calling it. American <laughs> Family Field, I guess now. Yeah. It's, it, it echoes. It's loud. Mm-hmm. And you know those cheesers are going to be absolutely going nuts. Starting Friday night, celebrating that they won the division on these guys again, rubbing it in their face. You know, and this this all started, TC, and you know this, when Zambrano <laughs> threw his no hitter in American Family Field, and the Cubs tailgated in the parking lot for hours. Yeah, yeah. And it's they still talk about that how the Cubs, you know, were on their turf, you know, when they. Uh, they canceled the game down in, in Chicago because of weather, and they just picked a neutral site. But then Zambrano throws a no-hitter, and these guys are having a parade all around Wisconsin, you know, a bunch of Chicagoites partying. Yeah, but back in the day when it was Miller Park, man, and I uh, love that. Now, when you were the pitching coach with the Cubs and you would go into Milwaukee, you being the former brewer, and I know how fond of that organization you were, how did that feel for you? I mean, you're, you're putting on the pinstripes there. You know, obviously you never pitched for the Cubs, but, you know, that's, that's your gig now, man. And, 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 those, and that pitching staff, they're your guys and everything. What were those emotions like, especially when you would go into Miller Park? Well, first of all, I had the honor of being, you know, selected in the little walk of fame. And I'm out there uh, outside the uh, third baseline uh, stands out there with a bunch of my teammates from the 1989 team, Robin Yao, Paul Molitor. And I was lucky enough to get that top row. And, you know, for my kids to go out there and accept that award, every time I walked on that field as a, as a coach, I mean, people and friends and neighbors were always yelling at me all the way through the game. Um, it was like going home. You know, and I still know those people in the front office because I worked for them as a scout and, and as a pitching coach in the minor leagues. Uh, I had a number one of those. Trevor Hoffman was my closer. 
when I was the pitching coach, when I took over um, there. And I mean, I got a lot of great relationships there. So that's a special place for me. You got it. Chris Bazio uh, joins us. All right, man. So who's that dark horse right now? I know it, it's hard to call, but as we, as we get ready for the postseason, it's going to start here in less than a week. Get, give me, give me that dark horse. And I know that you're not opposed to, uh, you know, going to the, to the betting window, man. All right. Who, who are you looking at? I'm, uh, I'll tell you what. I've seen Kyle Schwarber do some of the most incredible stuff in the playoffs. Getting Harper back is huge. I really think this Philadelphia could win it all. I, I really do. I think Philadelphia is going to end up playing uh, Atlanta. I think Philadelphia's pitching is better than Atlanta's. You know, they just got to be able to hold that offense down. And with the weather changing, I think it's going to benefit, you know, some of these other teams that don't have as much offense. Because Atlanta, I mean, they just hit their 300th home run last night. That's incredible. Yeah. You know, I, I don't expect them to do that in the playoffs. And speaking of Atlanta and the pitching, I mean, you know this better than anybody. I mean, you need to have your pitchers healthy. I mean, you go through the grind of the season, and then the last few weeks, the uh, the Braves have have lost some key components here, man. How do you think this plays out with uh, Atlanta's pitching, and, and how much is that going to hurt them? It's going to hurt them a lot because they're going to be playing from behind, and then their middle relief is going to be very susceptible. And once you start getting those medium throwers in there against these offense, that's when some of these offenses tend to go a little bit crazy. You know, this is going to be this is going to be another postseason for the left-handed bats. You watch a lot of left-handed bats in this postseason are going to have great series, and you know, one swing could end it and win it for somebody. Never know. You spent a lot of time, you know, up until the last few months of living down there uh, in Arizona, right there in Phoenix. What the heck is going on with the Diamondbacks? I mean, no one in their right mind thought this team would even come close to sniffing the playoffs. And here they are at 84 and 74 right now and currently the number five seed. TC, you know, and you can appreciate this. I think anybody listening can appreciate this is baseball doesn't have an age. If you can play, you can play. The one thing and I will give the Diamondbacks credit for is they tried to put, you know, veterans on their team the last couple of years, and it hasn't worked out. They just went straight to the youth movement like a lot of teams did, but they were all in, and they were all in early. And they got some, they got some rookies on that team. They got a couple little left-handed hitters that are scrappy. And they got a pitching staff that's actually doing pretty good. You know, and Arizona's not going away. They're right there. You know, I'd I'd probably pick Arizona or over Cincinnati because of their pitching. But I don't know. Hmm. Chicago could lose out and lose their playoff spot altogether in Cincinnati and Arizona are your, are your teams. Again, I, I don't know because now with the Brewers winning their division, I hope that they've already had their rotation set up because this could be a do or die game 
for Chicago, you know, at American Family Field as well as for Arizona. And that's that's the ironic thing too, TC. All these teams that have so much to play for, all of them are on the road, right? Yeah, all of them got Chubb's got to go on the road. You know, Arizona's on the road. They're in Chicago right now. Houston's in in Seattle. Texas is in Anaheim. You know, it's it's absolutely crazy. You know, and then last night Atlanta gets behind six nothing and doesn't snatch him back on Chicago. Uh, drop by drop fly ball by Suzuki that cost him a game and might have cost them a playoff spot. That was a huge miss. Yeah, I couldn't believe that game. I saw that six nothing. I go, okay, this one's over. Then I go back and I watch the highlight. It was seven six. What? What are you talking about? And then you talk about closing, you know, closing the season here this weekend. You got the Astros or at the Diamondbacks. And again, no one would have had that circled on their calendar. But here are going to be two teams playing for their playoff lives here on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Arizona. I know, and that's that's the reason I like Arizona because they're going home. They played so well at home. Um, and I know you remember this when they, when Arizona won the World Series with Schilling and Johnson. Yeah, that place can get loud too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now now they've got something to yell about, especially you know if they got if they got to win two out of three at home, it's a pretty good chance Arizona's going to make the playoffs. And more importantly than anything else, Boz, good food options there at Chase Field. Yeah, they're solid, solid options. <laughs> All right, my man. Appreciate the time. As always, uh, we'll tap into you a lot more here as we get into the playoffs, man. Looking forward to it. And it's, uh, it's anybody's race, man. But, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this thing plays out. And I, I hope for our boy Dusty. I know he got a ring last year, but nah, come on, man. They, 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 they got to close out. They got to close out in fashion. Uh, Michael Brantley's finally getting back in the lineup tonight. I mean, he has been out forever, and then he comes back, and he's was a hitting machine, but he hasn't played the last three weeks, and now he's getting back yeah. in the lineup tonight. So, uh, Astros are gonna gonna need him, and I don't know what's going on with the Astros pitching here. I mean, I mean, Verlander had a gym, but Valdez has been struggling, Javier's been struggling, and then you know those youngsters with with France and Brown, they they they've just ran out of gas, and I kind of felt that that was going to happen, and. So I don't know, man. Postseason, just get in, and then you can shorten the rotation and, and shorten everything up here. Well, the hardest thing to do is win back-to-back, especially, you know, in games, let alone in, you know, your division or the World Series. And, you know, Houston's going through that. You know, it's hard to have solid back-to-back years. But that's, that's what makes you good pitchers. That's what makes you good players. And the, the one thing that they have in their advantage is they are a playoff gritty team. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect anything less from a, you know, Houston Astros team. They were, they were good before Dusty got there. Now they're better, but they, they've been through the, the grind of the playoffs. And if anybody can do it, they can. All right. My man, I appreciate it. Take care. And we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Yep. You got it, brother. There he is. Chris Bosio. Ah, uh, yes. The former pitcher, author of a no-no back in the day, and of course, Cubs pitching coach in 2016.